0: ORB presents Unicorn in Captivity. I'm Cole Ross. I'm Jeremy Greer. And you are listening to ORB. It is a Venture Brothers podcast. And you're not Gary, Jeremy. I'm not Gary, Cole. I'm Jeremy,
1: (laughs) Cole. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm going to apologize in advance. We, we did this. We got this out of the way as well with, uh, with Will on abject suffering. If I call you Gary at any point, it is just reflex and it is not
1: intended to be, not intended to be an insult. I have edited out um me calling Gary Chris from uh Days of Future Cast probably four times because <laughs> those are the two guys that I record with. So if I'm sitting at my usual spot with a microphone in my hand like most of the time it's it's I'm talking to either one of those dudes and I'll call Chris Gary every once in a while too so I 100% understand. Okay.
0: Just uh and if, if you call me Chris that's fine too. I think everybody knows who <laughs> we're talking to,
1: who we're talking about. Uh thank you so much for being on Jeremy. No problem. I love the show. Uh, yeah. I love Venture Brothers. Uh, I was, I'm was i very excited to, to be back here. I haven't guested in a long, long time, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll just get Gary sick more often so I can steal the spots <laughs> on various shows. It, it, please, please don't. It makes life very difficult for us. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that for my, my bud anyway, but yeah. I'll, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll just find something a little less um, intrusive too, so I can force my way onto the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do some kind of Munchausen by
0: proxy thing um mm-hmm. as opposed to a uh, life-threatening life-threatening contagious illness
1: yeah i i got on a bonfire side chat the first time by just uh, being really annoying on the something awful form so maybe i can go back to that <laughs> I, I don't know that really annoying i think that we just really liked your pvp videos <laughs> <laughs> i think it was mostly gary i was i was because i was always talking we don't have to go into that whole history but yeah I, like i'm looking back i feel like i annoyed myself onto bonfire such <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you did because we became friends that way yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Something <laughs> Awful, for introducing everybody on the internet to their job. <laughs> uh, correct. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gary has COVID. Uh, he's recovering now as of mm-hmm. the time we're recording, which is, uh, which, which is nice. He'll be back the episode after next. And Jeremy has very kindly agreed to, uh, to come on to talk about the Unicorn in, in Captivity um, and uh, the, 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 the Terminus mandate.
1: Two very good episodes of this show. They are extremely good. I really love this season. I um am... I I don't know. It, it's something weird. I haven't watched Venture Brothers. Uh, so when we when you all started this show, me and Autumn started like a rewatch, um, and then I like watched some episodes for the podcast because I guested once, and then we just finished it, and that was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I haven't watched any Venture Brothers in a long time. And man, dropping yourself in the middle of season seven without any sort of context is a wild ride. Yeah, <laughs> there's <laughs> some build up here that I like because I was watching it last night. And I'm like, and then that. Oh yeah, this is when they're. But has he? Like I was very confused for a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah. Had you had you seen much of season seven before? Like how many times had you had you watched this before you finished it out for the show?
1: Probably uh, once as it was coming out, uh, which we because Venture Brothers is always appointment viewing for Autumn and I. Like if there's a new episode, we're we're watching it that day, Um, and then probably at least two more times since then. So Mm -hmm. last night would have been number four. Uh, I I just watched these two episodes, not all of season seven, but yeah. uh, Last night would have probably been either the third or the fourth time.
0: So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so this episode, it was written by Jackson Public, uh, and it originally aired on September 16th of 2018. Still feels weird that this is Modern Venture Brothers, and 2018 feels like yesterday, but also it was four years ago it's very strange <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is uh, a, a a really neat episode for me uh because it reveals a little bit of what one of o, like osi's like actual deals like why they are in the super science game a little bit to to, yeah. to, to, to a certain degree um <laughs> so rusty invents teleporters uh which hunter says you know uh in the you know, in the in the uh, super secrets biz, we call we call that a we call that a biggie or something like that. You know, a
1: game changer, a game changer. That's what everyone keeps saying. <laughs> Venture even Doctor Venture is like, this is a game changer, which <laughs> is very funny. Everybody read the same Silicon Valley books, like oh, that's, a, that's a game changer. Do you think if this would have been uh, like a 2020 episode, we would, they would have been a disruptor. Like, do you think they would have used that kind of, I feel like that was, they were on the cusp of, of that kind of like the a, a disruption kind of vocabulary.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that, I think that that might've, that might've slipped in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but rusty invents teleporters and the OSI has to convince him to scrap them. Uh, because it would ruin the world or at least the world as it exists. Uh, you know, Uh, So I I, I like I like the OSI kind of being sinister in that regard, (laughs) you know, protecting Mm -hmm. the oil companies and stuff. Uh, But more overtly sinister is the guild who is organizing this uh, supposedly organizing this heist uh, to uh, to steal them.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's it's fun. It's um as somebody who really liked the development of the osi over the course of the series mm-hmm. having them be like beholden to oil companies and like airplane companies mm-hmm. was a was kind of a bummer like when hunter lays this out and is like you know you're going to disrupt the world economy like a uh, 2022 jeremy is like fuck yeah let's do it i'm ready <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take that delta I, I am on rusty's side
0: here Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, he he's holding to it. He he doesn't want to get rid of it because of his own pride or anything. He's not he doesn't want to dis- distribute this out of altruism, but uh, you know, I I I I care I, I care why somebody does the wrong thing. I don't necessarily care about somebody's motivation for doing the right thing.
1: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't care that Rusty gets paid as long as I can as long as I never have to drive a car again to get somewhere. Like yes. I don't care. <laughs> that seems like way better a way better side of the story than if, and the other's yeah,
0: if I never have to cram myself into a flying fart tube again, that, yeah, yes. I'll, I'll put I'll put a picture of Rusty up on my wall. It's 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 fine, uh, but <laughs> this this is a weird episode tonally because Rusty, uh, uh, you know, part part of part of the OSI trying to convince him uh, has him go into an orgy held by the Illuminati so he can be so he can be in in inducted into it, and there is a ton of nudity in this episode
1: yeah um it's interesting that you have a note in here about it being um censored uh and my version of because i have these episodes downloaded Mm -hmm. we're not censored so you're 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 hanging brain all over the place there's tits everywhere um and it's it's a lot of like just like casual sex in the background happening that must be very strange to anime because none of it's like it's not joking right like it's just it's it's just a very direct like eyes wide shut kind of situation where everybody's <laughs> being very serious in the background, but it's i don't <laughs> know it's just really weird, right, yeah
0: so uh the 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 version that initially aired was uncensored if you watch this on hulu it it, it, or no the version that that initially aired was censored if you watch this on hulu and imagine if you buy it on apple tv or something like that you know today uh you're going to be seeing all of these animated you know dongs and dongs and boobies um but um uh the boys in the commentary like they're watching it and they're really really surprised that the version that they see has all of has everything uncovered um uh, like up to the point where you know we see dr dr mr the monarch we see dr girlfriend topless in this and they're Mm -hmm. like oh god people are gonna this this is gonna go bad
1: (laughs) yeah it's um it was it's a weird choice because they've always made her into like a an object of sexual affection for pretty much everybody in the show since the first season but they've <laughs> never let it be like explicit right like it's been like she's always been kind of like aloof to the whole thing, whereas in this, it feels like she is an active part of this like sexual orgy thing. Which yeah. it made me even question. I, I question it every single time whether or not it's Doctor the girlfriend that shows up here, even though it's the same voice. I'm like, but she has this whole relationship with. But I know, and, and it's just it's just very confusing. And I think that's part <laughs> of it. Is just like she's just straight topless throughout this entire thing. Yeah, weird.
0: It, it ends up making a little bit more sense, or at least becoming easier to reconcile because it is not real it ends up yes, being course, a, yeah. a, a, v, a vr thing so this is you know a com a, 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 who knows the provenance if they if they've got snoopy over there in the corner you know typing the code in very fast to <laughs> to shape the simulation <laughs> or if this is just rusty's own mind doing his own fantasy fulfillment kind of deal um, the uh
1: the reveal that it's all fake being the kind of post episode Punched, I think is what really trips me up about the whole thing is like, I just feel like I, I always forget about it until that moment. And then I just think it's like, Somehow in my head I'm like, oh, it's just the time that he's getting like serviced by all the women at the end, right? Like I don't think that the whole thing was fake, but you're right; it's the entire thing is fake. They're just making up all these people, so yeah, who cares? Yeah, ah, <laughs> weird.
0: <laughs> that, that's why the Illuminati is—it's all people that Rusty knows.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh uh, um, yeah,
0: R- R- Roy Brisby, we're wheeling around on his uh, in his chair with all these naked women sitting
1: on him. It, every time that dude shows up, I just start laughing because it, it just, it just wheeling through the whole thing just with this weird rictus grin and i just man it is so funny to me it is so funny uh uh, the
0: the boys are real defensive in the commentary uh saying you know people reacted very poorly to the vr reveal um you know, saying oh this is a cop out uh or whatever i'm sympathetic to their point of view like that whole it was a dream thing being a cop out only to me uh, that accusation only rings true when it was a decision made at the last minute to like get themselves to get themselves out of a corner that they painted themselves into. The fact exactly. is they, they, they started knowing that it was going to be a trick that the OSI was playing on them.
1: Yeah. I can't, I can't really call this a cop out if, uh, cause there wasn't eight episodes of build up to, you know, Rusty joining the Illuminati and then everyone wondering like what exactly is going to happen. And then, and then it's, you know, Oh crap! Now we're gonna have to reveal that this whole thing has been fake all along. Like it's not a <laughs> it's not a last season of Lost situation where they just couldn't they couldn't come up with whatever they were coming up with it from the mysteries of the first season. But it's yeah, yeah. So I I, I just with the small amount that I've been quote unquote in, in the public mm-hmm. uh, with like voicing opinions on podcasts, I can't imagine how much weird shit that these boys get for their episodes. I just you know, just because people get really insane about these TV shows and mm-hmm. it's inventure brothers is a popular one so i can't imagine like the feedback and stuff that they get because it's only going to be the high volume feedback that they even see or hear uh, and it's it's got to be really really intense yeah,
0: they talk about going on forums and stuff. And it's like, guys, guys, don't do that. Even I don't, don't do read, that. Even I don't read the reviews that
1: I get. <laughs> like, <laughs> please, please yeah. don't. Those, those are not for me. <laughs> oh, man, those are for other people to decide. God, Can you imagine? I just uh, it just going on a forum and just like looking because i've done the vanity searching stuff right like i've looked at the the supernatural reddit to try to find people talking about our podcast and it's never good It's you don't feel good when you do it you don't feel good when you find it mm-hmm. <laughs> no it's not for anybody like it's just a bad time all around so. yeah yeah
0: it's one of those things like a- after you first try it you don't necessarily need to keep like reminding yourself that drinking salt water is a bad idea
1: exactly you just kind of internalize it yeah
0: <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things i don't know it's just a it, it's one of those stoves that uh that, that i touch every couple of years i i would not i cannot imagine being as high profile as these guys are
1: uh and going to do that absolutely yeah no the b plot in this is is really fun too i guess this would be the b plot uh the story of the quote-unquote guild trying to organize the heist to steal it uh i'm a sucker for anything heist related oh yeah um and i i anytime we're putting a plan together and we're executing it i am i'm 100 I'm percent here for it and uh just this this goofy ass team of people that they they're going to introduce is so much fun
0: oh there's the the, the action in this is so good too Uh, the, the, the way everything resolves, like that has always been Jackson's, uh, kind of forte is orchestrating those kind of big action set pieces. This is probably some of the best we get
1: easy. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is, this is extremely good. I think, uh, it, anytime you put a teleporter in play and you get to play around with teleporter stuff in the, and like in the context of like a heist or an escape plan or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's really really good and then they do the best thing which is the the opening scene for Mission Impossible where oh this is all a decoy team uh, and I, <laughs> I, I love a decoy team fake out man this is my this is my jam I love it uh, <laughs> It's so good. They do everything but have the elevator with the spikes on top of it. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Nobody gets almost killed by an alligator, an elevator. That's that's and that's a bummer. <laughs> um, but uh, heist always very good.
0: Heist orchestrated by Toby Huss, where Mark Hamill is one of the uh, is, is one of the actors in it.
1: Very good. Yeah. Uh,
0: so happy we got copycat back uh, because again Toby Huss national treasure I like this I like this character Uh, even just that gimmick of him being able to copy himself and all of them activating uh, uh, independently is neat to me and I have no idea like (sighs) there's probably so this is where gary would tell me some weird stuff about multiple man
1: (laughs) (laughs) i had it queued up i was ready i was gonna be into it um i I don't think there's a lot of weird stuff about multiple man um like the best parts of multiple man comes uh, when his uh, clones start behaving really, really erratically from him. Okay. So like he'll make a clone and the clone will have like a a weird hero saving complex, Mm. like to the point where the clone is like actively trying to kill itself to saving people that don't need saving. Like it just weird stuff. Yeah. Um, And then like some clones will just be super depressive and not like listen to him. Uh, But this, but this, with this character, it's I think a little different. Like they, they lean on like the multiple man stuff just enough, Um, Hmm. and they plant a seed pretty early, uh, and it had been a long time since I had seen this, so when they introduced the driver... Uh, driver x uh for whatever reason i was like isn't that hank i feel like that's hank for some (laughs) reason because i I remember around this point he was like trying to date the the daughter of the walrus dude or something so i Mm -hmm. but i hadn't it had been a while so i couldn't remember where he was in that process Uh, but no it's just another version of this guy Mm -hmm. um, just being super quiet but when he starts like bringing the clones back that's the cool part to me because multiple man doesn't work that way usually like he just kind of reabsorbs them, but he doesn't reabsorb them from 10 miles away or anything. So like towards the end of the episode, when um, 24 like opens the door, the guy like sees him and he just like melts into air. I was like, what the hell is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's uh, it again. So we have so we have the 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 multiple clones and the teleporters complicating these action scenes in a really great way. In addition to the fun sight gags and just wild performance by Mark Hamill, basically doing the Joker voice but playing uh, like a villainous clown version of Plastic Man
1: yes absolutely uh and clearly (laughs) clearly it is uh mark hamill like i don't think that if you've listened to mark mark hamill in the last 10 years you would not recognize his voice right now right like it's just so so good Um, (laughs) yeah this is i I love mark hamill's performance in this
0: yeah um it's it's real good and they uh they 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 finish up they they get the um uh oh gosh They, they, they got the pair because they had uh kevin conroy uh, on as Captain Sunshine in a couple of episodes so they got both yep. Bat- batman and the Joker
1: perfect yeah nailed it <laughs> um also just like talk about i don't know if you want to do that here or you want to wait till they're introduced in the main part of the episode but That's just fine. all of the 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 super villains which anytime the venture brothers introduces like a like a, a group of super people at any time <laughs> it's so so funny dot com i think it's just <laughs> like it's a brilliant like goof on that character and also like a it also brings to mind the uh, character that's named dot com from 30 rock uh, which, like, <laughs> a, a, which is a totally different type of dude to all but like uh-huh. i don't know man like dot com is a superhero name is so funny to me it's just it's just really good it's it's really good it's right up there with a ram burglar <laughs> Ram burglar, man. Come on. <laughs> that's so good.
0: Just like that, like that. We've talked about it on the show quite a bit, but that is that is their superpower. Like it just, it, there's a direct through line from the tick to this. And just yes. anytime they can, mm-hmm. they can lay this, they can just give us all of these background characters. And it doesn't even have to be a clever, uh, like a clever pun. Like in the uh, supervillain nightclub episode, they just have Franklin Delano disco.
1: <laughs> it does matter. It's just, it's just good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so like it's not just punning there's something additional to it but they've got just this the, the, this perfect you know this perfect sight gag machine completely just uh just up and running feels like they could all crank, times they, they could yeah. crank them out infinitely
1: yeah That's so good so so much fun <laughs> uh
0: so let's get into it uh let's get into okay. the episode uh this cold open uh has us riffing on the fly uh rusty pete and billy they're testing this teleporter Uh, Which is uh, which is fun. And we get to see all of the um, (laughs) say, "Okay, double, triple and quadruple fly check uh, this because they send an (laughs) apple through and we get to see all of the failed apples uh, that they
1: sent through such a great uh like just a visual gag because they they talk about the fly thing and then it's a few minutes before they actually go through and you see all of the failed experiments and you see that the last one was just a mutated fly into this <laughs> apple and you're like yep i can definitely see why they're doing that they definitely yeah. need to talk about it, it it's really be, really
0: great it'd be a bit of uh a, be, be a bit of a uh, surprise if you just bite in and you just uh, suddenly get some exoskeleton you know
1: yeah not good Not Not, that great. Uh, I love the gag where Rusty is talking about doing human experiments, Um, and uh, you know Billy is obviously like, "No, we got to do this the right way. We got to figure out everything." And Rusty's like, "Let's just get Hank to do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He'd do it for the free apple.
1: He'd do do it for the apple. Like he'll do just anything for us." I love Hank in these later seasons. Is some of my favorite like character development in terms of just the overarching in the show. And Mm -hmm. yeah, he'll do it for the apple. It's a really really fun one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, I don't know about you, but like on all of my initial watches, I was a real uh, uh, a a real Dean freak, let's say, Mm -hmm. you know, I just I I identified more with the um, uh, with his just dorkiness and earnest earnestness. But over the course of doing the show, uh, doing this podcast,
1: I am so Hank Pilled. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> he's got that goofy like golden retriever energy that you just you just really love from a kid right yeah. like you just he he just continually wants to do cool stuff all of the time and i think the the issue at the beginning of the series is that the cool he doesn't know how to do any cool stuff like he's Mm -hmm. he's just trying so he does stuff like with the batman mask and like i'm gonna wear the batman mask to go to prom or whatever uh but as as the series goes on and he learns how to do cool stuff he just becomes a cool person like Mm -hmm. he just does it and it's so good it's so much fun yeah uh and
0: it's a commentary for a later episode but it's worth bringing up here while we're talking about hank like yes his dad disrespects him and says that he would risk his body for an apple but like you know despite his you know tendency to uh say dissociate and take on the identity of whatever costume he's uh he's he's wearing and you know the oft remarked upon uh uh, adhd that he has uh like he sticks out and is so funny and good in this world because he's kind of the only well-adjusted person Mm -hmm. it just he he has he has no he has no capacity for feeling bad really (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> or he, he doesn't he, re- he reacts to things appropriately, he's able to incorporate new information in a really healthy way that sticks out compared to other people
1: for for a show whose major theme is like failure right mm-hmm. uh which you know we we deal with like Brock not being the super agent that he always was, or we deal with um you know Dr. venture not being the super scientist that we thought he was uh hank kind of breaks the mold on that a little bit like mm-hmm. he he just doesn't dwell on his failures and then he doesn't like significantly fail either because he's never he never like directly ties up his own personality or 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 sense of worth into the, the things that he does he's just doing shit to have fun mm-hmm. and that's great <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't matter if like you know <laughs> if, you know uh shallow gravy doesn't work out right like because he's just having fun with it
0: uh-huh <laughs> just it's it's fine i'll put my shallow gravy uh i'll put my shallow gravy sticker on the back of my laptop that's still a part of me it's fine yep exactly you know? uh, <laughs> uh when joined the osi it makes it
1: kind of hard to gig but whatever i still got hanko <laughs> you know I still got hanko i gotta <laughs> gotta extract dollars from these poor poor citizens that were poisoning <laughs> yeah. um Another another supervillain reveal is happening in this uh, science lab where uh, Tiny Eagle is spying on them. I like Tiny Eagle a lot. Again, not a necessarily a pun or anything, just a tiny guy in an eagle suit. And it's just <laughs> very funny. <laughs>
0: uh, yep. we saw, I think we saw Tiny Eagle, or at least he was he was alluded to before. Uh, but Brock just uh, just just crushing him between his thumb and forefinger. <laughs> it's really I good. Love it. just, just plucking him out of the air. Uh, but Tiny Eagle was uh, he was spying. Uh, he only reported back to base once he saw a pirate captain walk through. Pirate captain came through to get some, you know, business signatures, <laughs> and just stepped on the teleporter, went through the other side, and got teleportation disorientation, started vomiting, uh, thus making super science history.
1: I was really thinking uh, when I first saw this episode that the that would be the plot of this thing because there's all sorts of stories about going through a teleporter and then coming out a little bit wrong on the other end and then they planted all those fly vibes in my head <laughs> so i really thought that we were going to be focusing on the pirate like turning into something else over the course of the episode and uh i'm, I'm glad we didn't because the poor pirate gets he, he goes through a lot throughout this series so he doesn't need to be turned into a fly he doesn't need to be gold bloomed or anything
0: the the, the worst thing. <laughs> it's so funny because the pirate captain is such a tragic figure you know just he you know, starts out it just being real you know being real pathetic you know stranded uh just uh hijacking ships full of hot pants or whatever and like he fails upward in so many ways mm-hmm. uh and like the worst the worst possible thing that could happen to him has happened to him which is becoming the ceo of the world's most successful tech company <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's great. <laughs> so much uh, fun.
0: So we cut over. The monarch is angry. Um, uh, you know, this discovery has gotten out. He's not going to join a team, even if it's just to fill in for this single job. Uh, and Dr., uh, Dr. Girlfriend, Dr. Miss the monarch says, hey, you know, you need to raise your level. Um, the guild really needs this target uh, for this uh, for this heist. Uh, so, you know, just go and do it, you know, kind of doctor, uh, doctor, miss the monarch role thing has been just like, you know, just do the steps, work the program, kind of take your lumps and and work your way up. This is a quick way for him to do it.
1: Yeah. Um, of course the monarch is going to be aggravated having to work for a team. That's not his vibe at all. Um, and, and so, um, I do want to mention one thing, um, over the course of this season, like they move into this house, which was his parents' house, and it was all decrepit. And like, I love the background stuff where they're just constantly remodeling it. And like, now <laughs> we're in this kitchen that looks, it's like a really nice kitchen. And I know you're a homeowner. I don't know how uh-huh. much house talk shows up on Orb lately, but like you must be looking <laughs> at the background going, those are some nice cabinets. Maybe I could do that in my.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it, it would not be practical for my space, but it is really, uh, uh, yeah, I I can appreciate a good cabinet yeah how did they do that tile backsplash tell me more <laughs> like 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 where where do you get a butterfly pattern tile backsplash that rules right
1: might, <laughs> where you know, did you like, even find that <laughs>
0: it, you know it, it it might be it might be harder to sell it's a little bit of an opinionated design you know mm-hmm, it, it, mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. as you know universal as you know the uh standard white subway tile which i have but a uh, standard white t- subway tile is boring you know make a statement for god's sake
1: yeah get some butterflies on there jesus <laughs> christ what are you doing <laughs> um eventually she, she convinces monarch to, to take the job so he goes over to uh the the apartment of um copycat and meets everybody so this is where we meet com tunnel vision presto Changeo, ram burglar and of course driver x uh, <laughs> presto Changeo, i think is probably the standout of any of these and oh, part yeah. of it is the uh you know the voice actor just being mark hamill and doing his joker voice which is f- fabulous like he's just a he's just a great g- voice but it's also because like presto Changeo was such a dumb co- like he's just a plastic d- clown <laughs> it's a real dumb joke that works like uh-huh. <laughs> when he turned when they're discussing the plan and they're talking about like hauling out the teleporters and he says i'm gonna turn into a um what was it? Uh, like a a hand crank or something? But he's like, and then he says, "But it's a man crane." Or something. It, yeah, it's a it's a it's a. I'll be a hand truck or a man truck. <laughs> yeah. And then he he just turns into like a little like a little dolly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's we'll get to it eventually but like at the towards the end of the episode when he confronts brock and brock is like this is so stupid (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's so good brock has no patience for this dipshit it's (laughs) so good not at all he calls him uh,
0: he calls him toy man i had no idea uh uh, so correct me if i'm wrong but toy man is it's a dc villain who turns into toys
1: that think. could be the case. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not nearly educated on DC stuff. so yeah. like I, I saw a I saw a trailer for Black Adam, and I was like, "Why is that? What?" why do we call him black adam <laughs> that seems a little weird <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i don't know I, anything about dc really so I, I've, I've got no i've
0: got no catalog on dc but yeah like the just uh and the commentary the, the you know J- jackson and doc talk about uh was like oh i fucking hate shapeshifters like they spend a good you know like few minutes just dunking on plastic man just uh like all of their contempt for that idea like oh he can change into anything but not change his color scheme you know <laughs> like they poured all of their contempt for that concept into Presto Changeo, Joe. And the fact that everybody is like super professional and you have this just incredibly obnoxious clown just demonstrating, and then I'll turn into a snake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who, who has time for Presto Changeo? Joe?
0: Nobody, nobody,
1: right. at, at the least of which is the monarch who is barely here, barely wants to be here anyway, and then like sees this group of just fucking idiots. And is just like, I am so above this, like, and even though he may not be like, he just feels that he is. Yes.
0: Yeah. Let alone when he finds out that they're uh, going after going after the ventures, mm-hmm. um, you know uh but uh cut over to rusty uh brock is taking him <laughs> just like hey uh they're in this elevator like hey i've got some concerns about uh security he's holding up tiny eagles corpse you know like maybe our security should be more than just me and the front desk guy who also gives tours <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> dot com calls uh sergeant uh hatred something in this um when he goes off to walk and i, I wish i remembered i wish i'd written down what the what the insult was but it was a really funny insult that he she, she threw over at uh sergeant hatred i wish i'd written down
0: yeah i i, I can't recall it but yeah it's sergeant yeah. S- sergeant hatred you know that's not that that's not enough guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Brock takes him to this floor uh, that Rusty didn't know about. Um, And uh, it's like this hugely fancy room. Like there's a bunch of weird statues in the background. There's like the typically, the stereotypical like hot receptionist. Um, Mm -hmm. And the, the gag here where... You know, Brock is like, leans over and is doing the Brock thing. You think he's going to like seduce her or say something, and he puts her, puts his thumb in her mouth, and everyone's like, what in the fuck is going on? (laughs) Um, But then the whole thing, dividing to make Uh become a door, including the receptionist, is so good. Like, I mean, just the, it's it's so impossible and impractical that I absolutely adore it. (laughs) <laughs> yup.
0: Just the, 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 detail to like right down to the receptionist pulling aside and revealing the OSI command center that has been right under Rusty's nose the whole time.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but, uh, you know, Rusty sees this, you know, like, Oh, well now my erection's gone, <laughs> which weird. Okay. Um, and Brock says, Hey, it's time that we have the, we have, we have the talk. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna see what that's about. Um, uh, uh, over at uh, Copycats, uh we we learn what the what the plan is. They're hitting Ventec Tower, Tunnel Vision's gonna use the subway uh noise to cover his drilling into the foundation, presto Change is gonna slip in through the laser, create disguised as a snake. Uh, <laughs> And slip in a computer dongle, letting .com turn off the security so Ram Burglar can grab the target, bust out, hand it off to Presto, and then uh, Driver X uh, uh, takes everybody to safety. You know, well thought through job, nice and simple. Uh, Monarch's not having it because, one, his role he has been relegated to Lookout. And two, nobody nobody hits Venture. Venture's his.
1: Yeah, he's his. I mean, it may not be his arc, but like it, it's his in spirit, if not if not in writing. And um, uh, his little rant about how much he knows about venture, uh, it, you have it in here with the coffee and the sleep number and everything is very very funny. I um, it's it, I it's amazing that you're seven seasons into this uh series and monarch just continue like we don't really even have a great explanation for why he hates the ventures dr ventures so much but it still just works it's always good
0: (laughs) and just the pettiness of the detail i know his sleep number it's 25 He's
1: soft. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. I've never had a sleep number bed before. I don't even know what that means. Um, And the idea of like using the monarch is just to fly around the tower just to look out um, is exactly what you know is how the guild would see the monarch right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's not at all how the monarch sees himself. And he's really, really upset about it. It's really Uh, good.
0: And that's that's been his motivating tension for the past three seasons. (laughs) Like, I mean, especially since he lost the cocoon, right?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. So, like, he has like, hey, you know, copycat. Don't you have a copycopter or something? You know, like, <laughs> let's just make an aerial assault, and that is thrown off as a joke. Copycat totally has a copycopter.
1: <laughs> it's weird that Monarch knew that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just makes sense. You can't. You're not gonna have a. You're not gonna be named Copycat and not have a copycopter. Like no, it just. It, it just works. Yeah. It, come,
0: it comes when you register the name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He signed up for the full packet for the full copy package,
0: <laughs> but he, um, but he, we're not changing the plan. It's, it's, it's happening tonight. So they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, uh, go, go as it stands. And of course, all of this is a big setup. Makes sense. Why got, why copycat would want to get monarch involved in this, you know, just cause yeah. Contempt for the guy.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think from here we go over to uh, back over to Doctor Venture, where Hunter is kind of telling him uh, how you know, hey, you did a good job. This is this is what we call a game changer. Uh, but this game changer will actually destroy the economy, destabilize in the world. And then you'll have like the rich and powerful coming after you. And Rusty's like, I don't care. Like, as soon as I do this, I'm going to get a Nobel laureate and I'm going to go to Spanakopita and then I'm just going to retire on a pile of money and women. Like, I don't care yeah. about any of this stuff. Like he does. And he doesn't, he doesn't care at all. But of course the OSI does because that's what's holding them up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you know, like it, let them come after me. The OSI is supposed to protect me. Brock says oh we are protecting you by getting you to not do this um, yes. it's it's a bummer that Brock's in on it but Brock's a company man you know to some degree like he's given he's given up the life for the ventures but you know yeah uh, but it's not a request like this isn't a, this isn't a kind uh, a kindness that they're offering like hey if you don't do it yourself we're gonna do it um, and uh you know Rusty says hey this is a free country uh hunter turns on the shackles on his chair and then we get uh and then we get the illuminati appearing almost exactly like the council you know black silhouettes against uh against a
1: red background so much so that i would um if we didn't know exactly who was on the council right now like if we were still kind of hiding that back from the viewer i would i would assume that the same members in some cases and and there's some pretty recognizable profiles uh throughout here um i haven't I haven't been queued to the Venture Brothers for a long, but like you, you could definitely pick up on um, the amusement park guy we were talking about earlier, Bis- Bisbee or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, and, and there's some other recognizable profiles, but like I, it's just it's just great, and it makes me wonder because again like we're gonna go through the whole like induction to the illuminati orgy later which is all turns out to be fake like is this real like or is Mm -hmm. this hunter like faking these profile pictures to just set up this 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 thing that's outside of him just to make sure that he can do whatever the hell he wants to right
0: Mm, yeah Uh, i i have no idea when the um when the illusion starts exactly yeah yeah uh, but the, so some people who are on the Illuminati, uh, kind of the main guy is Dr. Quentin Ball. Uh, this is a real weird one. He's a background character. He's the bald guy with kind of purplish skin that you see, like, in the background at, like, Tag Sale, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay. G- General Man Hours is on it. Uh <laughs> sure <laughs> uh roy brisby obviously and then uh this is like a real throwback the uh the, the the administrator of the mexican university from episode two of the show from dia de los
1: dangerous oh wow the one that's going through all the tubercabra stuff yep the, <laughs> oh wow Dude, <laughs> that's that the, the, is a callback that is it, wild <laughs> that is, that, yeah that
0: goes that goes all the way back yeah geez <laughs> so
1: uh, i love these guys so much what a great tv show <laughs> yeah. they never put their toys away it's great mm-hmm.
0: yeah um but uh you know they're not gonna, they're not threatening them they're saying hey we think that you've got you've got what it takes we want you to join us you know you don't have to make your decision now we're having this uh we're having this gathering tonight come see what we're about and uh and then uh then you make your decision
1: exactly yeah. Yeah. um we're having a party why don't you come in, and, and hang out with us um <laughs> we go over to uh 24 where he is training uh the dude Malo and had a box um uh, I, I just love that 24 picked up Spanish uh, because that's <laughs> just kind of do that 24 is like he just oh well, you have a bunch of Spanish guys that live here with us so we're gonna we're gonna learn spanish real quick uh-huh. um but the main yeah. thing that happens is monarch calls him uh and I, I love the like lingo between 24 and the monarch so much like as they get as they have gotten closer in kind of status with one mm-hmm. another, like even though 24 is the, very much the sidekick or the assistant or whatever you want to call him, it, it's they've gotten a lot closer. So there's, they've just developed their own like slang and mm-hmm. like kind of casualness. And, and is like, I can't believe this. I just thought we was a meet and greet. Like, yeah. Or a ghosty. <laughs> I'm like, what is a ghost? And I, and I get it. Like you immediately get what it is, but it's just something okay. that they have obviously, it feels like such a lived in conversation that they have had conversations like it before and developed mm-hmm. that shorthand. And it's. Yeah. That, that
0: that that that's one of those things where like we we've remarked where it, it feels bad when the show undercuts the, the the friendship between the monarch and uh 21 I feel like a dick correcting you but people might get annoyed if I don't 20 24 died this is this is 21 oh
1: am i I'm mixing up the twenties. I'm sorry. Yeah, bad. no,
0: it's it's <laughs> it's super easy. I, in yeah. the past, I've called them 23. I've called them 23 and 24. Yeah. Well, that's uh,
1: well, that's just despicable, Cole. How <laughs> dare you?
0: <laughs> I made I made up a guy. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, like when, when, when that when specifically when we when we show the monarch not valuing that friendship, it does claim because those moments where they've got the patter and yeah. they've got that lived-in relationship uh because those are so satisfying and good yeah uh like but this goes out to the wings too so the monarch came here he thought oh i'm just going to you know get a feel for this uh not the case like they're going tonight he doesn't have his working wings he just has the costume wings he needs the ones that actually fly the good wings the
1: glengarry wings <laughs> <laughs> uh, again what has to be like a weird inside joke and i and i, and I get the reference don't get uh-huh. me wrong but like i just uh, the glengarry re- wings is such a funny and like really precise way of, of talking about something and mm-hmm. i and i love the dialogue in this show so much oh, yeah. Um,
0: i mean and, and like i don't know i love that movie and that and that play so it's also one of those things that I would say so it's like oh yeah I get it this I, I see myself here and I like it uh, so uh, Brock is driving blindfolded Rusty uh, out to the Illuminati meeting place uh, and the, again this dialogue Brock says you know it's for your own good uh, and Rusty's like oh that's what the Nazis said <laughs> no, no they didn't <laughs> uh and we're in full we're we're in full on uh uh kubrick world because we're going into uh we're going into an orgy there's going to be a nice wide shut orgy there's going to be the bar from the shining and the valets like all of the uh uh male waitstaff at this are dressed in creepy Barry linden costumes it's
1: very weird Uh, (laughs) it's just it's such a pure and direct aesthetic like if you I think because of the media that we've consumed over the last, like, 50 years, like, I I doubt I know a single person that has ever been to an actual orgy. Like, (laughs) literally anybody that I know, like, that I've ever had any communication with, none of them have ever been to an actual, like, rich person put a mask on orgy. Mm -hmm. So all of this, I feel like, is just drawn from the public perception of what an orgy is, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, created by, like, stuff like Eyes Wide Shut or or whatever. And it's so fucking spot on to have these identical Barry Lyndon weird... (laughs) pasty-faced motherfuckers going around like <laughs> taking coats and just like, appearing at random places and they're
0: in their powdered wigs just smiling <sighs> placidly oh God, so gross it's so gross man no, just, <laughs> just like the, the the whole presentation like yes they they are they're showing them as being upper status but also not as people you know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I've, uh, I'm sure you and Gary have, have talked about this in various forms on the podcast that y'all do. And me and Gary has come up on Days of Future cast a couple of times. Uh, but just the idea of an orgy is just the most repulsive thing in the world to me. Like, I just can't. Oh there's no possible way that I would find any enjoyment being anywhere near this thing. Like even as like, just not even as a participant, like the pressure of being a participant would be one thing. But even if someone mm-hmm. was like, no, 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 you don't even get to, you can just hang out at the bar and just like people watch. i would be just like, observe. I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like I'm, there's a, there's like 10% like, curiosity right like what would you see like what, uh-huh. what, what kind of weird stuff are you into and then there's 90 percent like i could do anything else with my life right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i i
0: could i could not be in this it, it very like just unpredictable intimate situation this but like both of both of those things there are too many variables at play uh, uh and have you ever seen the show review uh with uh, do, uh Andy
1: it is so weird that you bring it up because uh, Garrett and I were just texting about um, a totally different show. And he was like, have I review-pilled you? And I was like, you know, you, you haven't, but me and autumn bounced off that show when it was first coming out. And now that we're like really back into, I think you should leave and stuff like that. I'm like, we need to review it. Like not, or we need to revisit it, not review mm-hmm. it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so I, I literally like yesterday and today just downloaded all of those episodes so that we could start watching them because <laughs> I've, yeah. I've never seen them. So
0: it's, it, it, I, I really enjoy the show. I I think, I think that you, I, I think you'll like it uh now that you're especially now that you're watching them all in a go if if mm-hmm. you're if you're taking it that way uh I bring it up here because there's an episode where somebody asked him to review an orgy I won't reveal everything that happens in it but like there's one scene where you know like when he first goes and shows up and he's super awkward in it uh he, he something he says is um we need to decide if this is going to be a sex surface or a food surface because I don't think it should be both.
1: It <laughs> definitely should not be both. That's really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and Rusty's real uncomfortable here too. You know like, oh, I think I'm overdressed and he walks in and the show is just and the and the shot is just framed by genitalia yeah uh, just fork.
1: dicks and dicks and vaginas everywhere yeah. it's 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 very funny have you yeah. ever gone to like a concert by yourself like a like a small like venue concert by yourself yeah um yeah i feel like rusty's feeling here is like when i went to see um a very cool concert um uh, by a group called themselves and uh i was pretty much on my own and I, I felt like it was a place that I'd been to a bunch. It was a band that I really loved. But instead of like vibing with the people there, I just felt like everybody there was cooler than me and I didn't mm-hmm. belong. Like I didn't like, I didn't pass a hip hop test to come in like everybody else did. You know what I'm saying? Like I right. felt like, I just felt like I was not the person that was supposed to be at this concert, which is total bullshit. Like that was like 20 year old Jeremy thinking, right? Like that's, uh-huh. but like I have to imagine when Monarch, wa- oh, excuse me, when the, Dr. Venture walks in this, he's like, Oh, you guys are at a <laughs> I, whole different level than what I am.
0: <laughs> I, I I have no anchor here, and thus, because I have no anchor holding me to anything else, I'm going to drift to the edges. Like, yeah. I do not want to be affixed to the wall, but that is where I feel driven to. It, exactly, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I'm about to, I'm about to wallflower this motherfucker up, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, kind of by necessity, you know, to avoid the fluids. <laughs> but um and it's just he's looking for the for the leaders but everybody has masks on i love the uh the statue as a woman that rides by on a zebra (laughs) no reason just
1: just going through where where are Um, they stabling that zebra (laughs) there's a moment where he uh like tries to talk to someone and the guy just looks up and just like puts his finger over the mask lips and he's Uh like okay cool (laughs) don't interrupt my my viewing of this of this extra special uh orgy stuff yes uh, he heads to the bar uh you mentioned that this is a shining reference it definitely feels that way um I, obviously has that moment that venture always has where he's like worried about the money situation um <laughs> and then starts eating like the snacks and he finds out that it's uh oh yeah the orphan is especially good this evening extra virgin of course uh, our <laughs> chef insists only on the cleanest of orphans jesus fucking christ <laughs> uh the concept is so bad it makes me wonder Again, like it's really hard to remember as you're watching this episode that it's all fake as it's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. Even, even you know, coming to the podcast, I was like I, that, that, that episode stinger really like you have to think about it at all times. Like, did they design this for Rusty? Or is this, like, a default? Like, does everybody get the orphan sisumi treatment? Like, is this yeah. specifically something they did for Rusty? Like, how does this work? Mm-hmm. I want to know the programming. How, how much of this is stuff that
0: he's bringing himself? Because, like, you know, if they say Illuminati, like, and he's just filling in the details for himself, so much of this is pulled from pop culture that it could feasibly be just like, oh, yeah, the, the, you know, this is all, cult, you know, cultural shorthand. Or this could just be Rusty's kind of own knowledge. Kind of like you said earlier, nobody's really been to an orgy, but when somebody says orgy, you picture eyes wide shut so is is that is that what's happening here
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah it's it's very confusing uh and of course he's super grossed out about it uh i wanted to ask you if you found out like in this situation uh, maybe not the orgy let's remove the orgy from it right <laughs> like like if you just happen like if you're like take an odour and you're like there's a bite and someone's like oh you know that's human flesh right like would you get super grossed out about it because i feel like i would be like oh and that I would just not eat any more of the human flesh, but I don't know that I would like run like Rusty runs to a fountain and starts like gagging down water to try to wash his mouth out. I think I would just be like, "Well, that's a bummer." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> it's it, it, it's hard to tell. I think my immediate reaction would be to try and purge it, you know, mm-hmm. irrationally because meat you know, meat's me, me, just meat, and I didn't and 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 I didn't procure it, you know. Yeah. I know I yeah. have no way of knowing, right? um it can it's kind of like uh you know religious ordinances against food like you don't go immediately to hell if you eat pork in you know islam just if you didn't know it's just like oh well you you, you didn't know so it's so it's fine it's yeah. it's a matter of intention more than anything um but yeah i i i I think that i would probably try and purge it it's weird that he goes runs out gags and then drinks from the fountain um to get the payoff of him looking up at the dude right next to him in this moon mask and just lovingly bathing his scrotum and taint in the water
1: yeah why would you run to a fountain like go to the bathroom you fucking yeah. weirdo uh, uh, the, the bathroom was occupied by the sex by all of the sex of course <laughs> yeah uh, all of the sex bathroom people are in there um yeah the the human flesh thing comes like me and autumn watched uh hannibal not long ago uh mm-hmm. and then got and then ended up doing like a whole like um you know to, of all we went back to all of the old movies and like rewatched all of the hannibal content we could get our hands on and it's just mm-hmm. like that dude feeds people people all the time like he invites oh, yeah. guests over and feeds them human flesh and we just had the conversation of like if I didn't know and, if, and even if I found out later I'd be like well I mean that's a bummer but <laughs> it was really good <laughs> like I don't yeah. know what to tell you presentation plus my I man like I feel bad about it and I hate that somebody <laughs> died but I don't know that I'd get worked up in my feelings about it too much I'd be like ah damn. yeah I mean I don't know it,
0: it, it would be it would be hard to feel terribly yeah I, I don't know how much guilt would factor into it there would definitely be disgust and revulsion, but. You know,
1: see, yeah. I don't even. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I'd have a whole lot of disgust and revulsion. Like again, no. yeah. I didn't do anything. It's just yeah. meat. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Somebody's going to take this out of context. <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> oh. calm down. I'm already <laughs> worried about the ats I'm going to get on this now that ah. I'm thinking about this. Like, Jeremy condones he human cannibalism. No, I don't. I don't I'm not yeah. seeking it out. I just I've eaten yeah. a lot of weird meat in my time, and I don't feel True. bad about it. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Babies. Yeah. I guess babies would be. A totally like if you told me it was orphan babies i would be a little fucking weird about it like as opposed to um like i'd probably eat james franco with no problems (laughs) especially now yeah yeah i I just just wouldn't care like all right Uh, well there's less james franco in the world i think we're all happy about that
0: (laughs) i'm 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 fine i'm fine with justice
1: cannibalism (laughs) it's weird it's weird where we draw our line. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's worried about being canceled. They should be worried about being cannibalized. Kid <laughs> kid can- 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 cancelism. Cannibalism. There you go. <laughs> Things can always get more extreme. <laughs> oh man justin peterson make a video about this i'm ready (laughs) say it out loud
0: (laughs) oh my gosh uh so rusty disgusted by everything here he goes to run from the from the moon guy washing his balls and runs you know straight into dr mrs the monarch he kind of recognizes her but 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 doesn't he's like hey do i know you uh, uh she, she's just here she's not a leader uh she is um uh working the orgy i love this line this gig was a lot easier before they inducted the guy who invented viagra
1: another <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you have to stay all night these yes. dudes aren't just one and done um again there were, i had this moment last night when watching it and it's it's so weird that i just was thinking how completely out of character this was for dr Mrs. Monarch, especially like who she is in the guild and like Didn't even completely forgot that this was all simulation. So this is just stuff like this is just doesn't Mm -hmm. exist. So it's, it's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, But somebody walks up and is like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta take this uh, uh, sex worker. And uh, she tells Rusty to meet her about the tapestries in 20 minutes. And (laughs) I just really want to know, like, how much tapestries are there in the room? How many <laughs> tapestries are there in the room to make it like the tapestries? You know what I'm saying? Like I would assume that they got stuff on the walls all over the place. But yeah. yeah. Eh,
0: you know, you just you you just go hang out and see mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. see if she shows up. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna see the uh the actual job starting. Uh so the uh the dig team or burglar Tunnel Vision and Presto, they're in the sewers and uh they start the digging when the uh when the when the subway comes by. Uh, everything's going to plan presto weaves in through the vent lasers and then things go wrong when brock walks in uh with uh, the teleporter cases um whoops. oh good
1: no i was just saying whoops because i did not yeah. expect this yeah nope
0: <laughs> did not account for it but they do have a plan b uh which is for the monarch who currently doesn't have his wings uh to break into the penthouse to cause a distraction
1: uh luckily twenty one has showed up with the uh with his wings conveniently dif- dis- disguised as uh men's diapers, uh which is you know, monarch is like did you you were covering up what? <laughs> Why? Why did you do this? Yeah,
0: and twenty one says something true, which is you make up a lie embarrassing enough and nobody questions it.
1: Yep that's how uh that's how i used to get out of work i would call Mm -hmm. in and say that i had explosive diarrhea and uh nobody if you put the word explosive in front of diarrhea nobody wants to talk to you on the phone anymore they're just like come back tomorrow nope
0: yeah (laughs) it's uh it's it's the perfect crime (laughs) but speaking of explosive diarrhea he's got to go use copycat's bathroom which is just going to set up Mm -hmm. a reveal later uh brock's loading up the teleporters um (laughs) And they don't have time for the monarch to put on his wings and make his move. So Presto decides to, uh, to improvise. <laughs> and so we get the Presto changeover version of Helper,
1: uh, kind of rolling out, uh, to, uh, to plug in the dongle. This, this goof where Brock at first, like, thinks that Dr. Venture painted Helper again, which in, which in itself is a callback to, like, mm-hmm. uh, him getting, um, I think it was the first or second episode where they, you know, get him all in flames and everything That when they're down in Mexico. Uh, it,
0: it's when, it's when uh, it, yeah, it's Diodale is dangerous when he gets
1: taken to the chop shop uh, chop yeah. chop and they, uh, they, they they do him up like a hot rod. Exactly, yeah. Um, but then when he's like, you know, helper is that? And he starts getting suspicious and, uh, you know, Presto Changeo can't just do that kind of helper, helper beats. He does the clown horn and it's... <laughs> So stupid and good, I just yeah. love it.
0: <laughs> so, Br- Bronk draws his knife, but unrelated to this, an alarm goes off, and these claws uh, on the ceiling reach down, grab the teleporters, and start uh, carrying them away. Uh, they carry one of them away, rather, mm-hmm. um, uh, and Pre- Presto uh, gets the other one. He you know turns into uh, Jack in the Box and grabs it, and uh, this is when combat starts.
1: Yeah, and we didn't mention it but uh throughout this whole build up as like the plan is starting to go awry, Ramburgler is in the vents like just waiting for the security to come down so that he can, you know, bust through the wall and grab stuff. Uh, but the whole time he's on the mic, like just let me at him. Like I'll just I'll just take Brock out right now. And it's this real like all tough guys want to kick Brock's ass because mm-hmm. he's he's the the tough guy and they can they can kind of claim that. And he like slams into him, slams him into the computer wall and you're like, okay, but Brock's gonna about to fuck this dude up. <laughs> like yeah. it's not even gonna be a question.
0: It kind of doesn't matter if you get the first attack on Brock
1: He's <laughs> <No>. the thing.
0: <laughs> you can get the jump on him, but you're not gonna come out on top. Uh, hub- hubris has ended many people's lives when it comes to Brock.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> this is when 21, uh, as he's going into copycats apartment to go to the bathroom, finds a whole room of copycat clones, uh, and they're orchestrating a whole different heist. So this whole team is, uh, meant, to just basically set off the alarm that was set off. So it would take the teleporters to a different spot so that they could just, so that the copycat can just steal it directly. And all of mm-hmm. this team could get burned really, yeah. really fucking good. <laughs> Classic mission impossible one, which is one of my favorite movies of all times. Yeah,
0: it's, it's real good. His plan was to trip off the alarm and uh, get the uh, teleporters taken up to the, uh, to the panic room. And then he just wanted to steal the entire panic room uh, and uh, get, getting it, which is a good plan. Uh, yeah. but uh mm-hmm. you know he he didn't count on his uh on his actual ground team being incompetent and unpredictable
1: he didn't count <laughs> on chaos which is what you should always count on when you add Monarch to your team at any point yeah 21 uh calls the monarch uh and tries to tell him to abort the mission but is they're unable to get through because the reception you know 40 floors in the air is apparently not that great um (laughs) and uh the monarch ends up crashing into the bedroom where he immediately like goes to the bed and like kind of falls on the bed and then gets taken directly to the panic room (laughs) which which has one of the teleporters and of course you know the moment where monarch sees the teleporter, he's like you gotta be kidding me (laughs) it's really really good (laughs) uh
0: setting setting up the amazing teleporter action uh yeah. l- later on uh over at the orgy you know rusty is lying in wait uh in the tapestry room um the the establishing shot for this has him laying um with a champagne bottle kind of kind of like arranged looking making it look like his uh his erect penis that mm-hmm. has to be a visual quote of something but i can't recall what
1: it is like, yeah, I don't, I'm sure it is. It, it kind of just like was, you know, like a like a Playgirl esque pose or something. I don't I, yeah. I don't know if it's a direct reference or anything, but it's mm-hmm. definitely like just the vibe. And it, Rusty being so overconfident in these interactions that he has, specifically <laughs> with Doctor Mrs. The Girlfriend throughout the series, like him mm-hmm. like literally taking off all of his clothes but the tidy Whities <laughs> is a i mean like like you wouldn't you can't catch me dead in a pair of tidy whities nowadays dude like i can't imagine like him just undressing and like and i, I bet in his head too like he's really thinking like i'm gonna embrace the spirit of the orgy right but mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm I'm here in this sexual place i'm going to experience yeah. this the sex or, or whatever
0: <laughs> yeah. i just yeah, see it's, it's keeping your shirt on in the pool I'm like come on mm-hmm. rusty go no half measures rust uh, <laughs> he's laying there um and the uh kind of the leader walks in he's wearing a, a, an ominous gold mask and these red robes and he's talking about this tapestry that's on the wall behind him in this painting um it's a famous i think dutch painting uh the unicorn in captivity part of like a series about hunting uni- a unicorn and uh you know putting it in this uh comically small little fenced off pen saying oh the unicorn in ca- is in captivity and is no longer dead um and you know it's a metaphor you know basically the idea you know rusty is the unicorn rusty thinks oh so i'm your prisoner and the illuminati guy is like no no you're you're not a prisoner you're not confined you're you're safe you know he's it's he's been a beautiful garden he can't hurt anybody or be hurt by anybody you know just trying to basically reframe the perspective on what joining the illuminati would entail
1: yeah and rusty's response which is like i'd rather be in the woods running free with my dope ass unicorn horn <laughs> it's very <laughs> funny <laughs> it's very good um and he stopped like rusty goes to leave like just to say like i'm not i'm just not going to be a part of this uh and he stopped with the other mass illuminati comes in and this is where they present their actual offer which is like join us or die which in this case takes the form of the the lady or the tiger uh the lady being this doctor doctor mrs the girlfriend or the tiger being a huge dude with a giant metal uh, blade of a dildo. Um, And yeah, I love Rusty's like, please tell me this is another metaphor. And they're like, (laughs) Nope, not at all. This is, this is for real. Uh, And, and yikes at this decision.
0: (laughs) Cold, hard truth, Dr. Venture in this world. It's fuck
1: or be fucked ouch yeah. um i'm <laughs> curious you know with the did, did they say anything about the the language on the show on this episode during the, in the commentary because it's it stuck out to me uh there's several times throughout this where they say like what the f or what the h uh like the especially the guild uh uh heist team uh-huh. but then you just actually have fucker be fucked in this in this and i was like i don't know what they're like i was curious if there was a thing if it's a censorship thing versus a not censored thing or a you're in an orgy so of course you can say the word fuck <laughs> thing or if it's like copycat maybe doing that like mcu captain america thing like chiding people about their language or something i don't know i don't know where, uh, where it was coming from
0: it's not addressed specifically in the um in the uh commentary Uh, Mm -hmm. as as far as i can tell i think maybe the most plausible scenario is either they were doing it as a joke to draw that contrast um or what feels more likely because you know like it feels like such a compromise is that like maybe adult swim gave them all right you get three fucks this episode yeah you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna beep them but you know any more than that would be gratuitous so Yeah, I've got I've got no idea if that's a deal they would make, but that that lines up for me with what, you know, a brain dead standards and practices department would do, you know?
1: Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And this is where things actively start falling apart for our heist team. <laughs> um, they obviously, they've got one teleporter. Uh, they don't have two. Um, so they're going to, they, they come up with this, like we're going to torture Brock. Uh, meanwhile, Monarch is in the panic room and hatred catches him. Um, and, this moment where hatred just immediately opens fire on the monarch so the monarch like holds the teleporter up which is kind of like a, just a big metal circle holds it up like a shield and of course the bullets go in and then just start wasting uh, ramburgler who's holding on the other side of the uh, teleporter it's so oh. good I love teleporter goofs man it's so fun I, I love that he he falls over
0: and if the bullets didn't it didn't take him uh, the teleporter does he gets telefragged his head gets teleported into the panic room <laughs> horrifying
1: the monarch. <laughs> the monarch has no idea what's going on or why there's his head going there i mean obviously he recognizes it but it's just very funny Uh uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah. presto grabs the teleporter him and uh tunnel vision start trying to run um and this is where copycat makes his move which as we mentioned before was to get the teleporters into the uh safer to the panic room and then to just steal the panic room altogether mm-hmm. uh i love a like we're trying to break into the safe so we're just going to steal the safe situation (laughs) Um, I don't I don't talk about agents of shield a whole lot but there's a gag from the first season where uh, they're breaking into a building and agent Colson is like uh, you know we need a computer guy because we're going to upload all of these files and so they've got a van outside with computer guys and it all goes wrong of course and agent Colson calls down and is like you need to prepare for a large file transfer and they're like all right sir when's it coming and he's like now and he just pushes a filing cabinet out of a window (laughs) 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 oh that's good i like that it's a dumb goof but it gets me every time i I think about it not just stealing a whole panic room is exactly the same (laughs) same kind of situation yeah
0: like that that whole thing the idea of just stealing the safe instead of breaking into it just brings to
1: mind the atm from breaking bad yeah abs- absolutely 100 percent. yeah I, i'd forgotten about that one but that's exactly the same situation of just like i'm just going to take this to my house and work on it for a while
0: <laughs> yeah you know just uh, from the comfort of your own home everybody's working from home these days uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um so 21 you know he's he's desperately trying to get anybody in this team to understand that they're being set up so he runs up to the uh, to the getaway vehicle uh it's this armored car and um uh before he can get there, we see that driver X uh uh is actually another copycat. Uh he snaps his fingers, just leaving an empty suit for 21 to find, which is very confusing to both 21 and dot com. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh uh Brock is awakened and has chased Presto Changeo and Tunnel Vision out out of the manhole. Um, and uh they throw the teleporter to 21 saying, all right, you're a getaway driver now. <laughs>
1: um brock manages to chase uh presto Changeo, and i mentioned this earlier but he changes into a stairmaster which brock like just naturally runs up and starts moving and brock is just oh he just gets so mad he's like this is so <laughs> stupid and he just stabs presto chango in the in the in the control panel i guess it would be the best thing um, <laughs> the
0: control panel but where his face was
1: <laughs> yeah oh man this is so funny I just, just brock's like this is so stupid
0: <laughs> 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 and the music is up it's just in the middle of this action scene and Pressure changer does the dumbest thing so yeah. good
1: um <laughs> uh hatred runs out uh he's manages to somehow hit the copycopter uh and uh, causing the, the thing to start tail spinning um just you have you i was going to call it out too but the aborder rooney uh like all of copycats we i don't know if we've talked about it a lot or if y'all have talked about it on a previous episode but his whole mm-hmm. language thing is just very good like, it's just, just like a, a- 1950s dean martin it's a yeah. rooney time <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun um so he 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 bails he just snaps his way back to uh the the, the main copycat mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately
0: uh this puts every copycat back in the apartment that the um that the helicopter and the safe room crash into <laughs>
1: yep uh he says something here too like well doesn't that just put a uh a fly in your martini or something like real like sammy davis jr and teen martin is and <laughs> then it just kills him it's very funny um the monarch is still in the safe room i love this like shot of him just getting bounced around with the with <laughs> ram's head just bouncing around with it just, like, just so so gruesome it's very bad mm-hmm
0: And uh, he opens the door thinking he's going to get out, but he sees the door is pointed down and they're careening toward the big statue of a hand that's in the middle of Columbus Circle. Uh, So he decides, hey, I'm going to use the teleporter to get out of here, putting himself in the passenger seat of the truck, distracting 21 uh, (laughs) for just enough time for them to uh, crash again into the center of the plaza. Uh, and i love the moment where they're like ejected from the car and they're sitting in the middle of the plaza and 21 just like sup
1: <laughs> <laughs> the moment when the monarch appears in the van next to 21 is good too because they do that thing that uh you know tv shows do from time to time where one person starts screaming and the other person just screams back <laughs> and it's just between these two though it's it's, it's especially funny
0: uh, i wouldn't have screamed if you
1: didn't scream <laughs> also, also a really good detail uh because you know the Venture Brothers Security and of course OSI is now involved in this. Uh, so they're all like running up to this plaza to like catch these two guys so they can get their hands on the teleporter. But I just really love the noise. I don't know why, but it brings me back to like techmo super football. Like it feels oh. like that that kind of noise that the football players make. <laughs> just the just the
0: the, the, the the
1: noise of organized men running. Exactly. Yeah. But they, they all they're all making like a hut, hut, <laughs> hut, 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 like and they have to be doing it with their mouth, right? Like they have to be you making know. the noise which is very very cute
0: it's very cute um but the teleporter slides out of the safe room and by the time the uh, osi and uh, the security folks roll up or hut their way up uh they're gone so the uh, the, the the target has gotten away mm-hmm. and that is the uh, that is the cut to credits um are <laughs> and then we get the post reveal where um rusty has been sitting in this uh, thx 1131 or whatever the number is uh chair uh with just a comically large dick suck, dick sucking machine
1: working yep. at him mm-hmm. um and you know he's in a vr thing just kidding like he's got his hands out and his squeezing boobs and like he's just he's the top he's on the top of the world and of course mm-hmm. uh hunter is just like you know very dismissive like get a nerd late and they think they're the masters of the universe um <laughs> very good stuff i like hunter a lot that so. oh, hunter's great yeah
0: uh, and that's this very good episode. Like this is the, this is madcap. There are antics here. Right. Uh, it uses the characters really well. Um, and like, yeah, the orgy stuff is a bit of a tonal clang, but I I'm into it. Like there's, there's good gags there. Do you have any kind of final thoughts on it?
1: yeah pretty much the same uh i you know anytime there's a heist i'm usually going to be into it so i'm uh (laughs) i was very excited when it was this episode when gary was texting me um i couldn't remember i don't remember episode names very well so he's like the unicorn in captivity it's such a great episode and i'm like i don't have any fucking (sighs) clue what you're talking about and then i looked it up and i was like oh hell yes this is going to be the one um the orgy stuff really doesn't like it it doesn't like i don't think it's even like totally off a little bit it's just it just i feel like if it was as you mentioned in the commentary that they just wish it was censored on all platforms. Mm-hmm. I think that would be funnier than it is yes. now. Um, because I just, there was a, there's an early episode too where, uh, like a young venture sees his father's penis and it turns into a snake. Um, <laughs> and like, I think that scene is, is funnier censored than it yes. is just when you can see everything clearly. Uh, but re- but I mean, fantastic episode, just full of good mm-hmm. jokes, full of good action. And it's, it's classic venture brothers, man. Like it's just, it's, they just killed this stuff. Um, Love it. I'm, I'm so excited for whatever they do to quote unquote wrap up. Like, I want to see the final venture brothers thing that they, they managed to do. So. Same.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the weird things about listening to the commentary of the season is them talking about plans for season eight and nine, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. half joking, but like there are times where like, oh yeah, you'll see more of this later. Or like, oh, like we've got plans for that. And it's mm-hmm. like, it is, there's a real tragic irony to it. So they've got, they've got one chance. They've got one bite at it to, you know, kind of wrap things up. And I am real curious to see where it ultimately goes
1: as well. I, um, you know, I, we talked about this way, way back when I first guessed it, but like they did that season where they were like selling a t-shirt for every episode and, mm-hmm. uh, every like every episode of that season, they had like characters were wearing like very specifically designed t-shirts and you had to like guess which one it would be that you could buy at the end of the episode or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I bought every single shirt, I think. Like oh, maybe, nice. not, maybe not one. And I don't have them anymore, which is unfortunate. But mm. uh, I don't know what I could do or what we need to do as a society just to make sure these guys can continue doing whatever the fuck they want to. Like I just, yeah. like I wish they had a Patreon I could I could subscribe to. <laughs> or just, I just like fucking kickstart the next two seasons of the venture brothers i know that's unfeasible because mm-hmm. animation is crazy expensive but like yeah. i just i just i just want it i just want mm-hmm. it like what what money do i need to pay you like if adult swim won't do it like jeremy swim will i promise like <laughs> <Yeah>. i'll try <laughs> i'll form a I'll form a co-op like i don't know what we need to do <laughs> we will
0: we will see if we can find a way to make it happen
1: oh <laughs> i know i know a couple of guys i mean we could get this together <laughs> how do you feel about the mob the louisiana mob specifically <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh where can people find you jeremy uh best places on twitter at jg greer uh, that's where i tweet about all of uh my various projects on the Duckfeed network y'all probably already know i'm a, i do days of future cast with gary where we talk about um x-men and uh marvel stuff mostly um mm-hmm. And I also do a podcast right now called Still His Kingdom Keeps, uh, which is a podcast about the TV show Merlin that aired on the BBC back in like 2008 Hmm. Um, and is really good. So you should should go check all that stuff out at, you know, just go to at J.G. Greer. I'm usually tweeting about some of it. So,
0: yeah. Well, uh, again, we really appreciate you uh, hopping on and filling in. This has been a good time and will continue to be a good time uh, next episode. Heck Yeah. Uh, if you are listening to the show, you probably know how to support us. Um, you know, Patreon, leaving ratings or reviews, telling your friends. We're getting close to wrapping this up. Uh, you know, this, this show we're like we're running out of the Venture Brothers to talk about. Um, but we know what we're doing. Uh, after this, we're just kind of making some final arrangements before we uh, do a, a full episode, and we're real excited to share it with you. And we will do it uh, when we can. Um, but yeah, until next time. Go, Go team venture. Team
1: venture.